You are listening to The Scope, Phelps Health Podcast, Episode 4. Today we're talking televisits. Let's get started. Hi everybody, I'm your host Paige Heitman. The Scope Podcast is produced on a regular basis and can be found by visiting phelpshealth.org. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your SoundCloud stream or subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also learn more about us and follow Phelps Health on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Today our guest is Rochelle Gorell, Division Chief of Primary Care for Phelps Health Medical Group. Welcome to our show today. Thank you for having me. We're really excited to have you. I know we've had you in a few different videos, so this is kind of a cool setting to have you in. Go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, um, your education, your family. So I am a family practice doctor, um, primarily at the St. James Clinic Mm -hmm. for Phelps Health, but I'm also primary uh, care division chief, which means I'm over our pediatric uh, internal medicine, family medicine, and senior care divisions here at Phelps Health. So I have an administrative job as much as a clinical too. So I live outside of St. James. I have a family with two boys and my husband. So So we like to keep you busy and so does your family, it sounds like. (laughs) Very much so. (laughs) Before we get started with our topic today, tell us a little bit about why you chose a career with Phelps Health and what has kept you here for so long. So I started in the St. James Clinic with Dr. Hugh Schutz Mm -hmm. in uh, August of 2001. I was actually um, a student through Kirksville Osteopathic Medical School, did my clinical rotations down Mm -hmm. here in Rella, got to know him, went to residency, came back, and have been at the St. James Clinic since. We became uh, um, part of the Phelps Health team in 2013, and and it's been a really uh, good addition to the practice, and um, I've really enjoyed being part of uh, the hospital system, so. And I think we've all really enjoyed having you part of the hospital system oh, as well. thank you. <laughs> we don't get paid to say that. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> so prior to COVID-19, healthcare was very hands-on, but recently we found new ways to innovate and make sure that our patients are still able to receive care when they need it in the form of what are called telehealth visits. For our viewers and listeners, let's talk a little bit about what a telehealth visit is. So telehealth is where you can have a visit with your physician or provider through an internet connection. Mm -hmm. It is both audio and visual. We have to have both components to actually be uh, counted as a telemedicine visit. Mm -hmm. Um, But you can still visit with your physician, you know, talk about issues and um, be able to see them and even interact uh, that way. It's been a really great addition to add during this pandemic. Televisits can seem kind of hard to complete at first because you have to have all of those extra components of internet and phone in order to complete it, mm-hmm. but that's not really true. Can you talk more to that and how technology has allowed us to have better care for our patients, especially during COVID-19 with social distancing guidelines are kind of preventing a lot of patients from coming to the hospital? Yeah, it's been really nice. So we have different platforms that we use mm-hmm. at Phelps Health because of the the software that we use mm-hmm. um, for our outpatient clinics. Most are doing what's called eClinical Works and their platform. And so the easiest way is a patient gets a text message that says okay. that they are, uh, are their appointments coming up and they just hit a link and it goes right into where they start a video chat with their uh, provider's staff. Um, some other clinics have also had to do like DoxyMe or Zoom or FaceTime so that we have that um, audiovisual component um, but it's really been pretty straightforward. You know, links from email or links from the text get them right in. 
So they just have to have a, either a computer or a smartphone that they have microphone and uh, video with. So it's really been quite easy. How many patients can you generally see in a day with telehealth visits? So we can see pretty close to what we normally do. Um, now I've done kind of a mixture of face-to-face -face mm -hmm. as well as the telehealth visits. Um, and so it's actually been pretty good. As long as there's a good internet connection, mm -hmm. it goes pretty smoothly. So a follow-up question to that, and I know a lot of patients are really concerned about this, is the quality of care the same? I believe so. There is a lot of things we can do mm -hmm. through telehealth with that audiovisual video chat because um, it's amazing even the things that we can do for an examination mm -hmm. um, so i have family members that can help out with either helping the family member like poke where it hurts or they move their arm around or they do some testing that i would normally have them do in the mm -hmm. office where i don't necessarily have to touch them but they just show me what they're doing and tell me what the results are um, and they can also give their blood pressure or their pulse the things that they can check at home and give me that information. Mm -hmm. I can use the camera to look at a rash. And so it's pretty much, we can see them for about every anything. And then uh -huh. we can always determine if they need to do something as follow-up, whether that's see us in the office or do some kind of testing afterwards. Something that comes up too, along with getting the same quality of care are that telehealth visits are safe, secure, and confidential. Can you speak yes. a little bit to that as well? Yes, so we have the platforms that we have used used, we mm -hmm. make sure that they are secure, mm -hmm. so we still have their privacy. Yes. Now we can't absolutely 100% guarantee that it, mm -hmm. it can't be hacked into or that, but we've done all we can to try to keep it very private mm -hmm. and secure, and that's why we picked the different platforms to use. Um, and so it's in your chart, it's part of our computer system, and so it's very secure that way. And then safety for the patient, mm -hmm. it really helps us that you're being able to stay at home, don't get exposed to any illness that may come through our clinic or even just getting to the clinic on your way. So if you are a patient that has diabetes or lung disease or you just got done with chemotherapy, you know, this is a way to keep you safe and out of harm's way so that you don't get exposed to the coronavirus and end up getting uh, really sick from it. So patients have loved it that have worked with me just because they know they can say it in the safety of their home. So whenever you talk about patients that are maybe immunocompromised or mm -hmm. things of that nature, is that kind of how a provider decides whether or not they're a good fit for a telehealth visit? That really is a big part of it. Um, so as we started this back in March when the pandemic hit and we knew that we had to do mm -hmm. something to help keep our patients safe, uh, my nurses came to me and said, you know, these patients are on the schedule. How do you want to see them? And yeah. so that a lot of times goes through my mind of, you know, where do they live? What kind of problems do they have? What medicines are they on? And that we decide that we really want to offer them the telehealth version first, depending on their, their situation. So definitely their personal medical history has a lot mm -hmm. to do with our decision. And what would be cost for a patient to have an in-person visit versus a telehealth visit? So if there's something that we can't really see, um, mm -hmm. so for, existent, or for example, um, you know, looking down into an ear, you can't do that on a um, telehealth visit. It's not as easy as a rash. Yeah, yeah. if there's some more <laughs> personal things like, you know, the gynecologist might have a little harder time doing mm -hmm. a telehealth that visit. That one makes in sense. Some, <laughs> in certain situations. And so, you know, things that you would think are difficult for someone to see, 
or that's something that we really need to feel like uh, some abdominal complaints can be a little harder if we really feel mm -hmm. like we have to push on their belly or something like that but those are still always things that we can talk about and know by their symptoms if it's urgent that we need to see them or maybe we can try some stuff at home first and then have them come in if it's not helping so there's lots of things that we can do to kind of see what's best and can anybody be a part of a telehealth visit once a provider talks to them yeah and especially during this time of crisis and mm -hmm. pandemic insurance have uh, and even medicare has loosened regulations right okay. now so that we can see patients uh, pretty easily via telehealth no matter what their insurance is the main thing is the internet connection. Mm -hmm. We have to have some kind of internet connection to be able to do it. Which can be hard in our area because we're yes. rural. Yes. There <laughs> so are that might some, be the biggest challenge. Yes. It really has been where we might start a connection and um, maybe have some interruptions and have to finish with a phone call or something like that. But mm -hmm. overall, I think it's had a fairly good success, at least in my practice. And you as a provider, you offer telehealth visits, but how do I know if my provider offers a telehealth visit. So majority of the Phelps Health System is offering telehealth mm -hmm. visits. And so the main thing would just be to call their clinic mm -hmm. and ask if they are doing telehealth and if they can provide for that. Um, if for some reason they're one that hasn't been able to, um, maybe they can direct if that's really what the patient needs mm -hmm. or feels best, that we can try to help with someone and get them a telehealth visit. So regardless of what the patient need is, they can still be seen? Yes, yes. And can you get a prescription after a telehealth visit, or do you still have to show up to the hospital for that? No, of course. We can still electronically send prescriptions, um, you know, whatever we feel is best after visiting on the telehealth visit. And so it's pretty much, you know, we run just like a normal visit. It's just you're not setting foot in the office. What about things like procedures, x-rays, or other types of follow-up? Yeah, so we can order x-rays or labs to be done later. Um, I've talked with a lot of patients recently about maybe their routine labs that we've kind of put off that once they feel comfortable and they can make it into the hospital or to the clinic to get labs drawn, we can do those later. So we can put those orders in and they can just be waiting for them. That's awesome. So another question that I have is what if a, a patient really does want to see their provider in office? Do they have that option if they really want to or do they have to have a telehealth visit? No, they have the option of being seen face-to-face. -face. Mm -hmm. Each office might have a little bit different um, how they're managing that. Mm -hmm. um, of course, all of our clinics and mm -hmm. the hospital have the entrance screeners, so we are able to check patients for worrisome symptoms of coronavirus, mm -hmm. and we can give everybody a mask. So all our employees are wearing masks, and we really encourage all our patients to do the same, and so we can decrease our exposure from one to another as well as we're really trying to do the social distancing in our waiting rooms. So even for patients who want to be seen in person, the quality of care is still going to be the same. It just may look a little bit different whenever they come on site. That's so right. they just need to be prepared for that. That's right. <laughs> so we're kind of nearing the end of our show, but I want to give you an opportunity to share any final thoughts that you may have with our viewers regarding telehealth visits. Cause I know it's not something new that we're offering, mm -hmm. but it is something new for a lot of our patients. That's right. So I really encourage patients to reach out if you want to do a telehealth visit or if you really feel like you need to see your provider. You know, we've had the two months with the coronavirus and we don't want to put you off. And if you really need to be seen, do reach out to your provider or physician and figure out what's best for you. Thanks for listening to The Scope. I'm your host, Paige Heitman. If you liked our show and want to know more, check out FabsHealth.org. Thanks so much.